Daniela Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Learn With Less, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, outline insight about early development, and talk about life as a parent or caregiver in these early years of parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new parents that you can support and connect with your baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. This episode was recorded with a live audience of parents and caregivers as an added benefit to those participating in the Learn With Less Simple Parenting Toolbox program. If you'd like to learn more about Learning With Less or about my best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby or Understanding Your Toddler, open a new tab in your browser to my website, learnwithless.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take just a moment of your time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to reach more families and share our values of education, playfulness, inclusivity, simplicity, and community when it comes to early learning and early parenthood. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to a yell it. Hello to the singers. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Today we've got a special guest on the Learn With Us podcast, LaDon White, an early childhood educator and the owner of Labor of Love Childcare. Let's welcome her to the show. Hello to Ladon, hello to Ladon, hello, 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 hello to all our old friends, hello to all our new friends, hello, 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 one last time. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. Today, I am speaking with LaDon White, the owner of Labor of Love Childcare, a preschool prep family childcare program that services families with children aged birth to three years old, located in Northern Indiana. Through her collection of experiences and education, LaDon offers an all-inclusive childcare program that provides education, activities, and resources for young children and their entire families. LaDon, you and I connected a while back on social media, and I know that you provide such value for families in your community. So I'm really excited to chat with you about your approach to play and early childhood education. So welcome to yes. Learn With Less. Thank you me, yay. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So I've asked you to come onto the show today to speak to us really about you know, how to provide nurturing relationships and environments that shape a young child's brain. But first, why don't you tell us more, a little bit about you and how you actually got into the work that you're doing today? Sure. Um, so I started um, just, I guess, initially this wasn't my career pathway. 
So I um, was in fashion design and had children, got married, had children and was like, okay, I need something a little more practical. I need something that I'm a small town girl, you know, big cities did not seem very appeasing to me having a young family. Mm. And so ultimately I just wanted my kids to have the best education and for them to be with people who I could trust. And so that kind of was what prompted me to look into education and then I started thinking about how I didn't want to work with kids that were too old. So I'm like, you know, the younger children seem to be underserved. So maybe I can kind of explore that field. Just really got into it and started off as a nanny. Of course, trying to make sure my children knew as much as they needed to before they went off to preschools and things like that. After I kind of let go because I was like, oh, I don't want them to go. I don't want they can stay with me. And so I end up that prompted me then to open up a child care in my home. My first one, um, I was like 23. So, Amazing. you know, things were a lot different than they are now. Maybe <laughs> you know, 35 and, you know, looking at things different through different lenses from experience and education. So, you know, I, I was just so just excited about being in a field that was underserved. And I knew that I could offer a lot too, because I come from a family of teachers. So I'm like, okay, this may be my purpose. This may be what I do. And it just came so natural. And then, like I said, through the different experiences, I've been a teacher assistant, I've been a teaching coach, I have had my own program now, of course, my own program again, and I, I just really enjoy and love teaching children. And I noticed such a big need to teach not only them, but their families. They need the resources too, in, in order to help their children be the best they can be. So, yeah, well said. It's so true. And I love how, um, because I, I had a similar path as far as the parent education component of my career when i had my own child i definitely felt like well i already know a little bit about you know early childhood education on play and early child development and i i think you know and we have talked about this in the past like that feeling that you you know what's best for your child and you have a little bit of knowledge and you can apply that and that that yeah. is really so powerful and so empowering for you as an educator and yeah. as a parent so. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So let's dig right in. What are some of the kinds of materials and experiences that you have found are the most supportive for learning for infants and toddlers? Um, you know, during that stage, children are just imitating so much. You know, I've been one of those educators and parents that really wanted to get gadgets and gizmos that you know have bells and whistles and you know they they did so many different things and the kids just their attention span was so short with those things yeah. and i'm like i just spent a gazillion dollars on this toy for the child to love the box that the toy came in and it's like no that that is not what is supposed to happen <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I really, throughout the years, it just seems like kids want whatever the adult has, whether it be a phone, whether it be a cooking utensil, whether it be the laundry basket. I mean, whatever your child sees you with, they ultimately want. And so providing a child with those types of items where they can have and, you know, this one's yours and this one's mine, but this one's yours. And it looks just like yours. So ultimately, you know, of course, they'll still want yours, but at least knowing they have something that looks like, you know, yours, they will be more inclined to play with. And then, you know, you, you'll be able to do whatever you need to do as a parent or an educator. And so it's so funny that, you know, we would think, I don't know who makes toys, these toys for children, 
But I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's educators because it's like that's not what they like, you know. And it is sad because you think all oh, these people know really know what children like, and then ultimately you see them play with it for two seconds, and it was like, no, what a waste of money. So you know, boxes and like I said, kitchen utensils, bubbles. Kids love bubbles and anything sensory based, sand and dirt and water which ultimately are very minimal costs. You know, these are things that kids love. And so, yeah, that's been my experience. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you said about how, like, I don't know who's making these toys, but because the point is like, they're not marketing to the children, obviously. They're marketing to the parents, right? The baby industry. And, and also I think it's really interesting because I think especially parents, but also us as educators, therapists, professionals working with families, like that term educational toy, and I'm doing air quotes, yeah. we think it means something, right? We think that it means that that's passed through some sort of process to become like accredited. Exactly. It's just a term you can put on a box that's, you know, it doesn't marketing mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it's marketing. Yeah. So, right, like you said, families are looking for these high quality things, but what we often, and educators too, because I think you're absolutely right. As a, as a therapist, I've, especially earlier in my career, I spent hundreds of dollars getting, you know, that one toy that's I could only find on eBay because some other speech language pathologist said it was so great for, you know, for therapy. But really, I could just make it out of cardboard pieces, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yes, and, and it's exactly. that, I like to say like the emperor has no toys, right? Because it's yeah. like, it just, but it does, it takes a reframe. And we have to come back to like what you were saying about uh, how children learn through observation of their environment and the people in their environment, yeah. imitation of yeah. what the parents and caregivers and other adults are doing in their environment and interaction with those people and those objects. So I love all of that. So tell us a little bit about, because as we know, there are many families, especially right now, as we record in the midst of a global pandemic, <laughs> there are a lot of families who are home with their kids and thinking, oh my gosh, I need more materials, more stuff, more things to entertain my child. I'm not doing enough for their, you know, their learning, their development. What are some of the very simple ways that parents and caregivers can set up their home environment to help to support early learning? What do you recommend? I believe in a lot of your philosophies, which is why we connected so well. Use <laughs> what you have in your home. It's not, you know, it's really just that simple. I mean, we have so many teaching tools that we can um, use and implement that children love just naturally. Why buy some fancy toy just because, like I said, it's marketable or it's trending, you know, right. uh, based on a, a mom's group or a parent group. Try this new toy. You know, this is the coolest thing to have. You know, no, we want to do what's best for children and then doing what's best for children. It's just the simplest thing. So yeah. use what you have in your environment. <laughs> totally. What are some of the kinds of, I mean, you already gave some great examples as far as like kitchen items and cardboard boxes. What about like, what are some of the ways that you have set up, for instance, your family and daycare program, the space itself to help to maximize learning 
We have a lot of open space. However, of course, with, you know, childcare environments themselves, you have to kind of section off things to reduce, you know, um, behaviors that may not be as appropriate because of the space and having so many children. But I believe, you know, I, we initially, like I said, got all these fancy toys and all these fancy things. We switched out a lot of stuff to just <laughs> things, like I said, that are everyday materials, everyday things that kids can use. So um, we, we've we gotten like phones, you know, that are the corded phones that we used to have back in the day, the landline. We, got, <laughs> we, we use ice cream scoops. We use, um, we've had at one point uh, the strainer folds. We had some of those, just a lot of open-ended materials that kids mm -hmm. can use, that they can use their own minds and creativity to learn and to explore. I'm trying to think of a few things that we just put in. They love to pound on things. We got these like uh, age appropriate hammer like. Oh, great. Yeah. Use. And just really looking at what they're interested in and what we can provide that is an age appropriate, you know, mimic or copy. So mm -hmm. I liked how you were saying earlier about how it's great to give them a, a developmentally appropriate size or weight or something of the thing that the parent has like yeah. exactly the same thing but and it doesn't even necessarily have to be like the plastic keys that come as a toy it can yeah. be like you know a few old key, like keys on a keychain or whatever yeah. it is that's like a safe version or a safe size or you know obviously a lot of these things you need adult supervision of course but you do with infants and toddlers Anyway. anyway, yes, it's true. We have a, and speaking of keys, we have a container of keys. Yeah. Of keys. They are so drawn to it, you know, and like, like you said, there has to be supervision because there's small keys, there's larger ones. So yeah, definitely so. Right. And then when it comes to that independent play, you can be present and also, you know, ensure that your child is playing with safe things. What about for, for families who are, say, trying to work or work part-time uh, at home while their children are home. What are some of the kinds of things that you might suggest to families to help help them deal with that? <laughs> yes, the same kind of stuff, you know, yep. um, and we are a no screen environment. We don't have any t television screens, computer screens. We, when we play our music, if it happens to be YouTube, I'm always so I'm very adamant about making sure I flip over the phone because they're drawn to it. Kids are naturally drawn to technology. Just like um, us, right? <laughs> yeah, just like we do a lot of sensory baskets for you know younger children. It gives them a variety of options, textures, different items that they can explore. They may want like one thing versus the other. So parents can do that. They can get a basket of different items that a child may be interested in and gather them up and hand those. And they can, you can switch them out. You can do different kinds of sensory baskets. You know, you could do themed ones. So those may be good for young children um, to keep them busy for a little bit. You know, children's attention is span when they're young or hard. But I think having those types of items and, of course, having a schedule. For children, even though you may be home, will be beneficial, allow you to be able to get some more things done. Because <laughs> if you don't have a schedule, then kids are kind of going to, it's going to be hard for you and them. So. That's such, such great uh, input. Absolutely. Well, we're going to just take a very brief break to hear a word from our sponsors. And then we'll hear a few more sort of specific tips from you, Ladon, about what you can do to ensure that you have, you know, access to a great environment and what you can do to support your child. And we'll hear about your favorite resources to share with new and expecting parents as well. As a parent or caregiver of an infant or toddler, you want to make sure you're doing it right. 
But everywhere you look, there's another learning toy or fancy subscription box that you don't have room for or that your child seems to lose interest in all too quickly. You want to support your infant or toddler's development, but you struggle finding the right toys or enough time and energy to do it. You just want the map to get through these first few years and find more joy in the journey as well. If any of this rings true for you, you're in the right place. Right now, I'm giving away my free Infant and Toddler Development Blueprint, a straightforward guide that will help you discover the four major areas of child development in the first three years of life and what's involved in each of those areas. Find out what you can do to support development using what you already have in your home. Learn how to follow my four pillar framework to maximize the time you're already spending with your tiny human and much, much more. So if you're ready to boost your infant or toddler's learning, Stop feeling like you're winging it all the time and simplify your life. Head to learnwithless.com slash blueprint and download my free infant toddler development blueprint today. Okay, Ladon, what are a few of your top tips? And we sort of got into these a little bit, but we could go into them a little bit more, I think, for parents and caregivers who want to ensure that they're you know, doing it right and doing enough when it comes to supporting and connecting with their little ones. So for me as a educator, you know, provider, I really believe it's important to not have just, I guess I wouldn't say nonsense toys, but toys that don't have a purpose. So everything that we do, even when it comes to lesson planning, we think about what type of skill um, will be developed and in, in presenting a certain kind of toy. So um, as a parent, you know, there's a lot of different resources and things out there and available for parents to be able to know what kind of skills my child would need for their different developmental area. There's developmental guides, checklists, things of that nature. So, you know, I would, I would look for those types of things. I know that's probably the next question I'm kind of going into <laughs> is what, you know, what are the resources, but I would look for those types of things and thinking about, you know, how I can help my child, the different checklists and tools mm -hmm. to see how a toy can match up. And that may be a little harder and easier said than done, but um, yeah, there's a lot of resources available for parents to assist parents in that. Can you so give a couple of examples about what that might look like? I think that would be really helpful for parents. Sure. Um, for instance, like with our our little ones, our infants, they do a lot of bring things to midline, you know, where you're bringing the toy to midline. So we, we look and trying to think of what type of objects that we can give to them um, to be able to help them to do that. Yeah. So um, like to the middle of their bodies for yes. Parents yeah. who aren't quite familiar yeah, with that. In the part. middle of their body. Um, and definitely a skill that, you know, helps in uh, fine motor development later in life. You know, so we look for things that they may be interested in to kind of help them with their grasp. You know, once again, you can go back to sensory baskets that will have a lot of different options for younger children, especially infants. And then you can look and see what's age and developmental appropriate. Um, but we, you know, we do those. I'm trying to think for toddlers looking at the same skill, maybe with fine motor and development, we're looking more at grass. We do um, a lot of, you know, things that they can hold. So we call them work utensils or work tools, markers, giving them opportunities to write and draw, scribble, Play-Doh, um, things of that nature. So you're looking at, you know, these different skills, which once again, you could find a developmental checklist that will mm -hmm. kind of coincide. And then the activity would then be to, you know, allow them to use a tool to practice the grasp and, you know, the, the pincher grasp, which is definitely important for later <laughs> future writing when they get yeah. to the school. Yeah. 
Right, for everything early, right? Like self-feeding and independent and ad adaptive skills like that, and then writing and all of those things, yes. So as you know, I'd love to know what are some of the your favorite resources that you might like to share for families raising infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. Yes, definitely. I follow you. That's how we met. <laughs> follow your Facebook page. I believe you have a lot of great resources on there. I really love Janet Lansbury's information. She has the same types of philosophies, a lot of great articles for everything from infant to toddlers and beyond. So um, between those two, you got your hands full, but I also follow every group that I can on Facebook because I feel like, you know, there's so many things that we can learn from each other. You know, uh, there's people that are experts, but like we don't know everything. So you can always learn from somebody. And I just love to continue to learn. So I'm in every group I can find that relates to what I do. So That's I think cool. as a parent, I would look for groups that, you know, are, you know, the same thing related to my child's age and like and join those groups, follow those groups, look for tips and strategies. So, you know, of course, we're in a technology age. I can't think of a specific book, but there's lots of resources online. Yeah. Do you have any specific favorite developmental checklists or, or milestone checklists like that that you mentioned? I do. I, I use the, I want to say, I can't remember the specific, but it's a government one that we use mm -hmm. uh, for our parent-teacher conferences, which we do three times a year. Mm -hmm. And we use a checklist that is government derived. Like I said, I can't remember the exact one right now. If but you want, if you want to let me know later and we can link yeah. to it in the show notes. Okay? That will be great. I'll, I'll pull it up for you. And it has, it has what a child should be doing at a certain age. And then it has a checklist. So you can kind of check off. Um, you don't want, you, you're using it as a loose guide. It's not yeah. something that every child is going to be doing, but just kind of to give you an idea of what your child should be doing around a certain age to, to show if they're, you know, progressing as they should. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's great. Well, Ladon, thank you so much for your time and energy today. And thank you to all our participants of the Learn With Less Curriculum online family program who are here listening live as a benefit of our community. We'll continue the discussion and open up for a Q&A session for you guys in just a minute. But for everyone listening from home or on the go, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, I yell it. Goodbye to Ladon. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. The Learn With Less podcast brings you information, tips, and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood. Don't forget to download our free infant toddler development blueprint by heading to learnwithless.com blueprint today. And if you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcast on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcast players. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you've done that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time. Thank you.